We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Uh, for those of you who are in the uh, Bible study tonight, I actually didn't remember that he was going to have his main text in that scripture, but it sounds like God has been working. This is a topic we need. Um, the scripture tells us in the Gospels that there was a man who brought his son to the disciples for healing. He had a demon, and the demon would cast him into the water and cast him into the fire. But the disciples couldn't do anything for him. They couldn't help him. They couldn't cast the demon out. So Jesus came, and uh, the man said, well, if you're able to do something, would you help this guy? Would you help my son, you know? And um, Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible for him that believes. And he said, Lord, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. And Jesus commanded the demon to go out and never to return. And uh, the, the boy was delivered, and Jesus lifted him up. Uh, what an amazing story of God's grace, of God's deliverance, of God's power uh, to work in our lives as we trust Him. And uh, the Scripture says that we uh, live our lives as Christians by faith. And uh, this Scripture actually gives some explanation, what is faith, but also gives some examples of faith in action and uh, we're going to look at this tonight and, and, and see the power of believing what God says. The power of believing what God says. And so uh, we need to put our trust in what he says to us. Look at with me at verse 1. It says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by it our ancestors won God's approval. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts and even though he is dead he still speaks through his faith. So the power of believing what God says. Uh, what happens when we believe what God says? Well, by faith, first of all, we receive from God. Um, some of the, the translations are different uh, here. It's kind of a hard verse to translate, honestly. Um, but uh, I like the old King James, what the old King James said in verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Um, that, that word substance shows that we receive from God by faith. Uh, faith is God's instrument to bring to us what God wants to give us. And isn't that a good thing? Because we all like to receive things, right? Uh, especially those things that will help us in our spiritual walk and uh, so anything that you receive from God is received by faith. Uh, how does faith work? Well, faith works by God communicating what he wants to do. Okay? So I hear sometimes say, we'll just believe. You know, people in the world will say that. We'll just believe. Anything's possible to the person that believes. 
Well, maybe so and maybe not. It depends on what you're believing and who you're believing. If you put your trust in a human being, chances are they may fail you. But if you put your trust in the Word of God, He cannot fail you. Uh, and uh, the, the idea of faith is not just faith in anything. We can trust that God does love us and that He does delight to give us things and we can ask Him for things. Maybe that He's not led us to ask Him for or shown us that He, he wants to give. We can do that because Jesus said you have not because you ask not. And Jesus encouraged us to ask. Um, and so um, we can do that. But, but faith is operative especially when God communicates what he wants to do or what he wants to give. And then we receive that uh, sometimes through our prayers, sometimes through taking a step of action as God leads us to do so. And God grants what he desires to give. The substance comes. Um, <clears throat> years ago, God gave me the assurance Megan would be healed. And she was. It was years later. But I, uh, I actually sensed in my quiet time uh, that God was telling me that she was going to be healed. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I didn't tell anybody about that. But a couple of weeks later, uh, my mother told me, uh, the same thing. And I thought, okay, God's, God's, not only has he communicated to me, but he has confirmed it through somebody else. And so then I thought, okay, I can talk about this publicly now. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, God is, is speaking uh, clearly to me, and, and he did. He, he healed her of that. And uh, uh, what, what an amazing thing. So uh, in that case, it was through the Holy Spirit's assurance. Uh, Sometimes we will see something in the Word of God. Uh, do you, does the Word of God say that something is God's will? Then you can pray in confidence for God to do that in your life and be assured that you're going to receive the answer. Because the Bible says if we pray anything according to His will, we have what we've asked for. It's an assurance. It is substance. <laughs> we receive it from God. Uh, there has been kind of a movement in, in the uh, church to pray the scriptures back to God. I think that's a great uh, practice, especially the Psalms, which I think are God's training ground for prayer. Um, as you pray those things back to God, um, there's power in that because the will of God is revealed through scripture. And as we pray his will back to him, he works and acts and moves. What if God lays somebody on your heart to pray for? You can pray for that person being confident that God is going to move and work in that person's life. So that faith is substance. But it starts with God. And that is a very important element. Sometimes we say, well, I, I believe God for this and he didn't do it. Well, did God tell you he was going to do it? You know, sometimes our, our faith can be presumption if God has not assured us that that's what he desires to do. Sometimes he may desire something else. Uh, you know, we could get pretty determined sometimes to go our own way and just ask uh, Balaam and his donkey. Um, you can go down a path that's quite dangerous because you're going against the will of God. Uh, but when God has revealed 
his truth and he has told us what he desires, we can pray in confidence, we can be assured, and we can thank God in advance for what he is going to do. So we receive from God by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the power of believing God, what God says, uh, what happens when we believe? Well, by faith we receive from God. Secondly, by faith we receive, or I'm sorry, by faith we expect the supernatural. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the proof of what is not seen, or the conviction of what is not seen, or the assurance, some translations say, of what is not seen. You and I, uh, God has given us this great gift of eyesight. So hopefully you can see your neighbor, um, and uh, you can see the chair that's in front of you, and I can see this pulpit. These are all things that are seen. But there's also an unseen world, and that is the world that God is in. And uh, God is a spirit, um, and so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we, we can't see God. We can see the evidence of what God does. Um, somebody once said that God's kind of like the wind. You can see the evidence in the trees as the tree sways back and forth that the wind is there, but you don't see the wind. The same thing is true with God. You can see the evidence of what God does a lot of times, but God himself is unseen. But by faith, we expect God to work in the supernatural way. Listen, we are a people of the supernatural. I know there's a movement away from that. Uh, you know, a lot of people have tried to minimize the supernatural power of God. But listen, I'm going to tell you, there's not a person in this room today who'd be saved were it not for the supernatural power of God. God saves sinners by his supernatural power. I wasn't searching for God. I, I was going to church because my parents, I had a drug problem. My parents drugged me to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. But uh, I, I wasn't seeking after God. Matter of fact, I was trying to live down the reputation of my father who was in the ministry. Well, your daddy's a preacher. You won't do that. I'll show you what I'll do, you know. And I was trying to live down that reputation. I wasn't searching for God, but praise God, he was searching for me. <laughs> and he drew me to himself. He, I, I still remember it vividly, uh, the message that was preached and, uh, and, and how God just opened my eyes. I was blind to the fact that I was lost. God opened my eyes, and it was just like a ray of light shone in my soul. And I knew that God was real, and I knew that God was dealing with me. Um, and, and it was a process. I finally came to faith. But God initiated that process. And were it not for his gracious hand of mercy, I would still be lost today. He intervened in my life supernaturally to bring me to Christ. And I'm so grateful for it. Uh, listen, I have found that I can answer, I can pray to God and he answers prayer. My mom's the first one who kind of uh, uh, demonstrated that to me. She would pray about everything and, uh, and, and would teach us to pray. And I saw her uh, praying and heard her praying, uh, heard her doing spiritual warfare, you know, praying against the enemy. And, uh, and I saw God answer. 
there would be an issue or a problem in the church, and I, I would see my, my parents spend time fasting and praying, maybe a meal each day for a week, and the problem would be solved. I learned that there is an unseen world and that I can call upon God and expect God to intervene in circumstances because he's a mighty God and he's a powerful God. I'm going to tell you, the unseen is more powerful than what is seen. So, the power of believing what God says, uh, what happens when we believe? Well, by faith, we receive from God. Secondly, we expect the supernatural. Thirdly, we are uh, commended by God. We are commended by God. Look at verse 2. For by it, our ancestors won God's approval. That, that translation um, almost gives the wrong impression, which is some, how we're earning God's approval. We have God's approval as God's people because we're clothed in the righteousness of Christ, according to Romans 5. Literally what the Greek says here is, by faith, they were testified. Okay, so what does that mean? Uh, well, it means that God was speaking about them. He was giving testimony in heaven about them. Now, he's given testimony in the pages of Scripture about them, right? For their faith and how God has worked in their lives. But God also gives testimony in heaven. I'll give you a case in point. The devil comes to see God and have a conference with God in heaven. And God says, have you considered my servant Job and his godly character and how he lives and, uh, and so forth? God is commending him in heaven by faith. Now, this is, this is pretty cool. By faith, as we follow God here in this life, God commends us in heaven. And one day he'll reward us in heaven. Won't that be a great day? The scripture says that he's going to give us a name. You know, the Indians, I used to like to read about the Indians when I was a kid. And uh, they would have really cool names like he who stomps on the bear or, you know, uh, he who defeats the eagle or captures the eagle. You know, really cool names that kind of, kind of you know, well, let's go conquer something kind of names. Um, I always thought that was neat, but God has a name picked out for you and me that he's going to give us that will be known between him and us, uh, and, and it's a sign of his, his approval, but also of the fact that he's saying, I love you and I value you as an individual. God talks about us in heaven when we trust him. You say, well, how does he talk about all the people on earth at once? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, uh, you have to ask him when you get to heaven. But that's what the Bible says. It says that those who were before us, the elders who were before us, were commended by God. And, you know, sometimes we, we think, well, you know, who am I? Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows what I've done. And we, and we are concerned because we, we think about the approval of others. Well, what do other people think about me? Listen, it doesn't really matter what other people think about you. 
What it matters is what God thinks about you. And if you trust God, if you walk by faith, God will commend you in heaven. And if nobody ever knows your name, God knows your name. <laughs> and God is going to reward you one day when you get to heaven. Isn't that an amazing thought? That the one who created the universe is concerned about us and delights in us and commends us. We're the topic of conversation in heaven. Um, so the power of believing what God says, we're, we're commended by God. We receive from God. We expect the supernatural. We understand the beginning. Look at verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. So that's a, that's a great illustration of how faith works. Um, the unseen God created the seen world. And by faith, we understand that and we embrace that. Um, isn't it amazing that people with PhDs don't understand that? They spent their whole life in a scientific pursuit, and they believe in an evolutionary theory that really, you almost have, you have to, to force it to believe that anymore. There's so much evidence against it, but they cling to it. One scripture says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Nobody living today was there when creation happened. <laughs> but God was. And he has revealed that truth to us in his word. Is that not an amazing thing? So here I am. I'm a limited, finite human being. I have a birth date. And one day, if, if Jesus tears, I'll have an expiration date. Okay. And uh, uh, there, I'm limited. I'm limited in time. I'm limited in knowledge. I'm limited in power. But I serve a God who is unlimited, who knows all things. And he has revealed his truth to me in his word. And by simply trusting in what he has said, I have more understanding than the people at the university who have believed a lie. Isn't it amazing? You know, uh, I remember getting advice from people in my early years. Uh, you know, why, why are you trying to follow God and do this? Listen, you're only young once. Get all the gusto while you can. And, and, and uh, people would try to advise me to live a sinful life. And, you know, not that I didn't sin. I did, you know, praise God that, uh, for his grace. But... Um, they would try to convince me that, uh, that sin's where it's at. Listen, sin is a dead-end street. It leads to emptiness. It leads to disillusionment uh, and ultimately to misery. God never designed us for sin. He designed us for relationship with him and to walk closely with him and to live in the righteous life that he's called us to live. And we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit um, though we won't be perfect at that until we get to heaven. Um, but God gives us, he gives us understanding into life. If you read the book of Proverbs and you, you see the wisdom that's there. I used to, I was encouraged to read that as a teenager. 
um, by, by some Christians in my church, and, and, and I did. I spent quite a bit of time in the book of Proverbs. And you know, the older I get, the more profound I realize Proverbs is. It's so true. And you see it in life. You see the, the, the exact things that Solomon said before the time of Christ. And still today, it is as applicable, it's more applicable than anything you read in the newspaper, anything you see online. God's Word is as relevant as it can possibly be. It is as wise as anything you could ever pick up. And God has given us this understanding. There is an unseen God who has revealed His truth to us so that we can live in the seen world. He says, we understand the beginning because of God's revelation. Listen, this is such a precious gift. God has given us his wisdom. He has given us his truth. And by faith, we benefit from it. So the power of believing what God says, what happens? Well, by faith, we receive from God. We expect the supernatural. We are commended by God. We understand the beginning. And we are justified by God. Look at verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. Uh when he says he was approved as a righteous man, literally it was said he was shown to be righteous. Same word that's used in Romans, where Paul says that we're justified. Here you have in, in just the first few chapters of Genesis a story about a man who, remember I said God communicates what he desires first? Then we believe it, and then we follow it in obedience. We know that God communicated something to Abel because when Cain kills Abel, God uh, comes, well, first of all, Cain is disillusioned with it. He's upset because God approves of Abel's gift. He doesn't approve of Cain's gift. And uh, uh, God says, look, uh, if, you don't, if, if you do what's right, won't you be accepted? What's God saying? I've told you what to do, and you didn't do it. Do what's right, you'll be accepted, right? And so uh, Abel does what God has asked. He offers this sacrifice. Now, Abel didn't understand all the ramifications of what he was doing. He just simply trusted God with that simple step of obedience. But what was he doing? Through the blood sacrifice, he was invoking the sacrifice that was yet to come. That Jesus made at the cross. And the blood of Christ was applied to Abel at that moment. And he was considered righteous in the eyes of God. Same thing happened to Abraham. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you something. The only way anybody has ever gotten saved is by faith and but through Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed at Calvary. In the Old Testament, it's like swiping a credit card. They were saved on credit till Jesus would come. Uh, since Jesus' sacrifice, of course, we're saved only through faith in Jesus Christ. But then we're justified. 
Abel was clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Listen, I want to tell you something. I'm a sinner and so are you. Uh, we sin. Uh, matter of fact, we sin so much. If you start talking about heart sins and speech sins, and um, we sin so much we can't even count our sins. But praise God, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, I didn't earn salvation. Jesus gave it to me as a gift. He paid for it at Calvary, and he gave it to me as a gift. And the Bible says in Romans 5, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, by faith, when I put my trust in Jesus Christ, I made a decision to repent of my sin and put my trust in Jesus Christ. At that moment, my sin was erased. At that moment, I had peace with God. At that moment, I was clothed in the spotless righteousness of Jesus. You know, uh, sometimes the enemy comes and he'll whisper in my ear, hey, who do you think you are? Don't you remember when you sinned and you did such and so over here? And I, and I just agree with him. I say, yeah, you're right. I'm not worthy. But I am clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, the pristine, pure Holy, spotless, righteousness of Jesus Christ. Find fault with that if you can, devil. That's my clothing. That's my garment. I'm justified by faith in Jesus Christ. That is a wonderful, wonderful gift that God has given us. Uh, it is appropriated by faith in Jesus. Uh, Praise God, as many as received Jesus, to them gave he the right to be called the children of God, even to those that believe on his name. The power of believing what God says. We'll receive from God. Uh, my mother used to pray. Uh, my dad, would he'd, he'd make a decision or have an idea of what he wanted to do. And my mom didn't agree with it. And she, she, a lot of times she wouldn't even say anything about it. She just prayed that God would change his mind. A couple of days later, he'd say, you know, I've kind of, I've changed my mind. I don't think I want to do that. I think I want to do this instead. And, you know, she'd grin. Sometimes she had told me that she'd prayed for that, and she'd grin at me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it's amazing how you receive from God. And uh, uh, you, when we do that, when we, we believe what God said, we receive from God. We expect the supernatural. And God does work in supernatural power to change us, to deliver us, to set us free, to help us. We're commended by God in heavenly places. We understand what other people don't understand because God has revealed his truth to us in his word and through the power and revealing work of his Holy Spirit. And then we are justified and clothed in the righteousness of Christ. That is some powerful stuff that God does just simply through our trust in him. Put your trust in Jesus. When you struggle, uh, do like the man said. We, talk, we share the story. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Come to him that, for help with your faith. Spend time in the word and with God's people. Let God build up your faith uh, so that you can walk by faith and receive what God has for you. Um, I think being a Christian is an exciting thing. Uh, 
we are we have an eternal work that makes a difference for all eternity have you ever thought about that it's the most important thing you could ever do to serve jesus as you uh tell people about jesus they can be changed for eternity saved uh, forevermore uh, as you encourage God's people, you're doing a work. Jesus said, if you've done it to one of the least of these, you've done it to me. You've done an eternal work. And we will be rewarded for those things. Whatever we do for Jesus is something that is eternal. It has lasting consequences. And we take these steps of faith, and it makes an impact for eternity. But it also helps us live in the presence of God. I can't think of a better blessing than that. As we trust God, we learn to walk with him. Uh, Jesus said, I do nothing but what my father tells me to do. Here's God the son. He says, listen, I'm listening for instructions. What will happen when I hear those instructions is I'll believe it, and then I'll obey. And as I do, uh, God will do his work. And uh, God is at work. Whatever you say on the news, did you know God's at work? He's working. He's moving. Souls are still being saved. Lives are still being changed. God's kingdom is still moving forward. The gates of hell can't prevail against it. Listen, if they start putting preachers in jail, God will raise up somebody else. The kingdom of God will move forward. Why? Because it is supernatural. And we serve an awesome, powerful, mighty God who is able And we can put our trust in him. And as we do, the power of God is released for his purpose. What an amazing God we serve. Um, Trust God. Simply trust him. If he's led you to do something, step out in faith and, and trust him for it. Ask him for what you need. Believe. Listen, if God calls you to do something, you can expect that as you pray, he'll give you what you need to accomplish it. Uh, You can trust him. Trust him with your spiritual life. Come to him in prayer about the things you're struggling with. Come to him in prayer and say, Lord, I've fallen on my face. Lord, I I need help. Lord, provide me with what I need. And uh, he is able to come alongside us and lift us up. I love what David says. He said, uh, he lifted me out of the miry pit and set my feet on a rock. That's what God does. He's mighty. Uh, Put your trust in him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, Help us to trust you, God, to trust what you say in your word, uh, to trust uh, the leadership of your Holy Spirit. Help us to be people who pray in faith and who pray scripture. And um, Lord, help uh, help us to Uh, be used by you, God, as we trust you. And and help us, Father, to overcome the evil one through faith. And help us, Father, to accomplish uh, the things you've called us and you've put us here to accomplish to the glory of your great name. Thank you for the hope that we have that Jesus is coming. And Lord, if there's someone here tonight that doesn't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that tonight would be the night they choose tonight to repent of their sin and say, Lord, I choose to turn from my sin and my own way to follow after you, and I receive your gift of salvation. Um, Lord, give the faith necessary uh, to trust you for eternal life. And Lord, give us as your people the faith to trust you 
with the things we're facing in our lives and help us move forward by faith. Help us not waver in unbelief, Lord, or help us not to miss what you have because we're unwilling to trust you for it. Help us rise up in faith and accomplish your will. For the glory of your name. We pray it in Jesus' name.